I cannot wait for you guys to meet my good friend, Christy Cronin. She is a cardiology nurse practitioner. That means that she has gotten her master's in nursing. She's going to be sharing with us exactly what a nurse practitioner does. She's sharing with us the things that she has seen within her own job world and how chronic disease uh, is manifesting itself, especially in cardiology. We know how much uh, heart disease is on the rise. She's going to go in and share her own personal story of how she married the world of medicine with more natural, holistic approach to things when they were faced with a crisis within their own family. And then she's also going to be giving us a new up-and-coming opportunity that's going to launch for her in January. And I'm so excited that we get to talk about that here on the podcast. Uh, So with no further ado, we're going to bring on Christy Cronin. Welcome to the Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family, and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. And welcome back for another week of the Toxin Terminator. We're so glad that you tune in each and every week. I couldn't be happier, and I, I want you to know how truly grateful and thankful I am that you are listening each week. Um, I really want to hear what you have to say. Make sure that you are giving a rating or give me a review. I would love to hear what you have to say. Join our community. And this week, I'm so excited. I've had just the absolute blessing to meet Christy. She is a fellow author. Um, You're going to find her story so inspirational. She has so much to share. So Christy, welcome to the show. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here and have this conversation with you. Yep. I, Christy and I are, are members of some different groups and organizations, and we had the opportunity to actually meet in person, live, uh, where we could give each other the biggest hugs. Um, just was that two weekends ago? a couple weekends ago. Yeah. Yeah. What a, uh, and what an amazing story you have. So, you know, obviously we're called the toxin terminator and we're going to be talking about removing toxins from our life. So why don't you share with our listeners just what you do um, and kind of share a little bit about your background and some of the exciting things that are going on in your life right now. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So I am a cardiology nurse practitioner. Um, I have been a nurse for 11 years now. I've been a nurse practitioner for six. My background is in primary care. I practiced in primary care for five years and made the transition to uh, full-on specialty practice in cardiology about a year ago. So I'm very, very passionate about health about education and about the nurse practitioner route in particular. So being able to come on and have this conversation with you is very special. I'm so thankful for the time um, that you're giving me and that we're able to come on and do this. Um, So as far as a background in that too, I just want to touch a little bit on being a nurse practitioner and kind of what that means and how this might be valuable a little bit to your audience as well. Um, I 
do think that we take a little bit of a different approach when it comes to medicine. So that's one thing that always drew me to nursing and why I wanted to pursue this for my life goal and career. Um, I think in the nursing approach, especially as NPs, we tend to look at the person as a whole. Okay. So we're going to address your healthcare needs, but we're also going to look at mind body and we're going to embrace alternatives. So I think that that is something to continue to remember and is really important. So when you're selecting a provider, possibly selecting a nurse practitioner might be the route to go if you want to be able to explore things a little bit more alternatively and you want someone that's open-minded to embracing that as well as part of your healthcare process. So having this role has allowed me to do that not only in my own life, but in the life of my patients as well. So um, I love what I do and I'm excited to dive in with you. I love that. And I love it describing to us because I'm hearing nurse practitioner and I'm thinking, okay, what's the difference between a nurse and a nurse practitioner? So are you able to... Um, I don't want to say, well, maybe I do want to say diagnose and treat on your own. How does that work? Yes. So our role in primary care, which is what my program was actually geared for, and I think that nurse practitioners actually function best in the realm of primary care. Um, it's what our education is kind of rooted in. So we have a bachelor's degree in nursing, and typically you do need some nursing experience before going on to receive your nurse practitioner degree. It's not completely required, but I personally recommend it. Um, so I had uh, my bachelor's in nursing, and then I practiced as a nurse for four, well, about two to four years um, okay. in cardiology and in med surge before I went on to get my master's degree. So then you would apply, you go back for your master's, you get a master's degree in, um, in nursing, and you will also do clinical rotations and experiences throughout that process to build on your already existing knowledge as a nurse. Once you complete that training, then you go on to take a certification. So I'm certified both in adult and geriatric care. Those are my passions. Um, I'm not certified in pediatrics because I, it's, it's not where I'm rooted. <laughs> so I love kids, but sick kids make me, it's, it's hard. So um, I think it's important to stick to your strengths, right? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So I got a couple questions for you because you talk about being a cardiology nurse practitioner. Mm -hmm. And my research shows that chronic disease numbers are going absolutely the wrong way. And can you talk a little bit, because when we think chronic disease, so many are surrounded about with heart conditions. And can you talk to us a little bit about, are you seeing the same thing in your general practice? Yes, 100%. So chronic disease is a major, major issue um, in the United States. So in heart disease, so that's, um, especially in women is a big problem. And I want to bring light to that as well, because a lot of times we think that this just affects men or that we're not as at high risk as women, but it is a really big deal. And ways to combat that are a lot of lifestyle. So it has to do with what we're putting in our body. It has to do with our exercise, our nutrition, um, what 
products and things are we using? How are we taking care of ourselves? Do we use supplements? One of my big supplements that I push is um, fish oil. I think everybody should be on some omega-3s and a high quality omega-3, not necessarily just something you pick up um, from a random place. So those things I feel are extremely important and they can help with lowering cholesterol, which we want to have our cholesterol under control because that's what drives what we call atherosclerosis. So that's the development of the thickening of the arteries and that can put us at risk for heart attacks and strokes. So um, what we do with our body, with our lifestyle, these things are absolutely vital, vital to our cardiac health. Right. And I've been doing obviously a lot of research on toxin removal and my research is finding that you can actually reverse and not only reverse, but you can prevent chronic disease by taking a more active um, role in your lifestyle. So you talked about, you know, um, supplements. So let's talk supplements for a minute, if you don't mind, because supplements, people need to understand that most of us here in the U.S. are not eating appropriately. And not only are we not eating appropriately, but it, uh, number two is it's so hard to get all of the proper nutritions out of our food because our food supply is so over-resourced. And you know, we, we're having so many glyphosates and pesticides and herbicides that are using on our food supply. And that's a problem in and of itself. So supplementation is all about when you're not eating the appropriate diet, and I'm not excusing that, I'm just saying you need to Mm -hmm. supplement. You absolutely need to give your body what it needs to do what it needs to do because the body was created to do beautiful things, right? Mm -hmm. 100% agree. Um, And as much whole food as you can get in your body, the better. So working on getting the right amounts of vegetables, the right amounts of fruits, those things are so important. You want those antioxidants and you also want that high quality And again, sometimes that's hard when it comes to affordability. So I understand that as well. So doing the absolute best you can and starting somewhere too, where you can do your research, where can you get things that might be priced a little bit better? Do you have a local farmer's market that you can do some things from? Those are good resources and things to look into, but the more healthy whole foods that you can put in your body, the better. And when you can't seeking out some supplementation or getting a good shake, or also I would recommend my big ones are everybody should really be on a probiotic, some source of vitamin D and omega threes at minimum. There's plenty more that you can do, but those three tend to be my staple recommendations. Awesome. I just did an interview with a gal who started a probiotic company and um, she talked about the differences in probiotics and and the importance of them. So you're going to want to listen to that episode. Um, She also talked about a new um, product that they launched, IgG. I don't know if you've heard about this, but it's um, your immunoglobulins are made to actually go in and kind of surround and grab a hold of toxins in your body and remove that, you know, get them removed out of the body. So the supplement is helping your body actually do what it's designed to do. Um, So if you can't afford um, organic produce, you know, maybe you might want to take a supplement that's going to help remove the toxins that you're getting through your food sources out of your body, right? Absolutely. And um, I I like the idea of the IgG supplement because our IgG is, it's what helps us fight infection. It's what helps keeps us 
healthy and our body functioning to its optimum um, potential. So a, a supplement in that realm would actually probably be a good idea. I don't see that that would be um, not beneficial. So I think that that's something that would be worth looking into. Absolutely. And, t- you know, I think the more you can do um, how God created food to be, the better off you are. Um, you know, less things out of packages and, and boxes. Hi, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> less things out of boxes and packages and more, you know, of, of the fresh stuff. So um, great ideas. Okay, so we talked about food and supplementation. And what else, and what else do we think of when we we're talking about, you know, preventing chronic disease? Absolutely. So um, exercise, obviously, if you don't have some form of exercise in your life, you have to really try to find a way to put this in something cardiovascular. And these are even baby steps. This is what I talk about with my patients too. Can you just get a 20 minute walk in three times a week? More is better, but if you can do three times, awesome. And I'm talking brisk. Like we want your heart pumping. We want a little sweating. We want you to feel a little winded. Those are things that are important because you want to work your heart, your heart's muscle. So we have to take care of that. And we want to be able to also bring up what we call our HDL levels. So that's your good cholesterol. So our cholesterol is made up of bad cholesterol, the good cholesterol, and then we also have our triglycerides. Right. So the good, the good cholesterol is the HDL. And we actually get that number up with cardiovascular exercise. And when we bring that number up, it's cardioprotective. So that helps protect our heart and keep us from being at higher risk of stroke and heart disease. So some form of exercise regimen is extremely important. Awesome. And I, I know I've seen studies out there that say, you know, the benefits of even 30 minute a 30 minute walk, you know, um, the benefits of reducing stroke, reducing type, um, type one diabetes, reducing heart disease, um, it helping your mental capacity, you know, sleeping better, increasing libido, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the list goes on and on. We're not talking, you have to dive into a, you know, fitness, go to the gym, work out with weights type of routine. And, you know, we can, go there later, but just even walking is such a huge benefit to the body. Is that what you're seeing as well? Absolutely. It's so important. And just like you're saying, like, I'm not saying go out and join a CrossFit gym necessarily, but (laughs) just moving your body in some way and getting some form of cardiovascular activity is so important. And it, it goes along with all the benefits that you're talking about. Diabetes is a big one. So if you're carrying extra weight, especially in the midsection, some form of cardiovascular activity is going to help to bring that down. And as we move in the right direction, or we have a little bit of loss in that area in the abdomen, that's going to lower your risk for diabetes, which in turn lowers your risk for heart disease. Because if we're diabetic, it increases our chances of a cardiovascular event. What would you say over, say, the last 10 years um, are some of the trends that you're seeing? 
Um, I do think that we are still having major problems with this. So we are a nation that suffers from obesity that really hasn't changed. I think that there is more education out there. So we're growing in the right direction as far as that goes. And we're seeing trends as far as programs being entered into the workplace, like MOVE programs, where it's encouraging people to get out there and exercise. There's more resources as far as health coaching. At my previous office, we did have a health coach and a program that was free to our um, our patients who are also members of the same company we worked at. So those things are kind of on the upswing. Whole health programs are also coming um, more to the forefront, which is a big deal because that's also working on embracing all mental health connected to our physical health and how important that is and starting to work on seeing people as a whole and bringing that together, just like you're talking about. So with the benefits of exercise, it's not physical, it's also mental. And mm -hmm. these things need to be married together for people. It's so important. Do you think that that is some of the, um, the, you know, because we all see the numbers, everybody knows the numbers and obesity numbers keep, you know, rising as well. Rising. Yeah. You know, so do you think we need to, as a, as a nation, as people advocating in, in this, um, circle and venue really address the mindset do you think that's where the answer is? You know, because it's like we've been providing education. We've been providing, you know, certain tools and talking about eating right. I, I remember learning about that when I was a child. Um, mm -hmm. You know, what, what do you think is going to turn the dial? What do you think? Because I've got my theories, but I want to hear what yours are, Christy. Yeah, I think mindset is a big one. And I run into this a lot because I have patients come in that will express that they want to make changes or that they're ready to make the changes. And then we'll give them A, B, and C to do little things. These are, I'm not asking for like a huge jump in that first visit. You know, we want to be realistic with things too, but then we'll bring them back, you know, in four to six weeks and they haven't even done just A. So that is really difficult. And I think mindset is a big part of that. I think that we're not necessarily targeting that some in our education and being able to work with people on how to get out of the, like, maybe I can't mindset or the what if mindsets or how to move past that initial, I know I want to make the change, but I just can't seem to bring myself to do it. So why is that? What psychologically is at work there that's making it hard for people to take that step? Yeah. Do you think a lot of people take that victim mentality role, you know, where it's just, th these are things that are happening to me versus mm -hmm. I've got to take some personal responsibility here. These are choices that I have been making and, um, you know, I've created this monster or, you know, this scenario to be happening in my life. I do. And I think sometimes it's um, easier to stay in that mindset of um, this is happening to me. But one thing that I love, and Ed Milet always talks about this, is that shift in our mindset of life is not happening to you, it's happening for you. So if you just replace that one little thing, all of a sudden it opens your mind to, wow, that's a whole different perspective. Things are not happening to me. Life is for me. I have the ability to make 
make these changes. I am going to be able to think more positively, but we have to find ways to flip that switch. And that can be really hard. It, it is. And, um, but when the, the switch gets flipped, how powerful is that? It's life-changing. It's completely life-changing because you stop seeing yourself as a victim. You do realize that if you do take that one baby step, all of a sudden that's a catalyst to so many other things happening. And once you usually break through that one small thing, yeah, you start to see all that you're worth and then all the progress that is actually possible for you. It's, it's endless really, but it's just finally taking that first baby step. I think that's the hardest one. But once people do, then they're really surprised with what's going to come from that. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, we can sit there and toss it around over and over. It's such a, it's such a topic. I think all of us struggle with is how, you know, how to venture to that next step and help people, um, that seemingly want to to help themselves, but, but just can't take that first step. It's so Mm -hmm. heart, heartbreaking. It is. It's really heartbreaking. And I think, um, stopping or brushing it aside, but continuing to have those visits with them and have that conversation, give them grace, but also give them the tools to move forward and continue to be really realistic about it as well. Absolutely. So in your own personal life, um, I believe that you talked about your son um, having some really severe health um, conditions where it really made you start opening the door to, I need to combine the world of medicine and some holistic approaches. You know, do you want to, do you feel comfortable sharing that with our audience? Absolutely. Because I think this is really, really important. So um, my son has asthma and he also has um, an IgG deficiency. So he has an immune globulin deficiency. Um, so we we went through a lot with our pregnancy with him. And I kind of detail that story and I write about it a lot because he is our miracle. And even though we overcame a lot with him, um, the asthma and the IgG deficiency were definitely unexpected. And it took us a while to get to that conclusion and find what was really going on with him. Um, it was so severe at one point that when he was three, we were in the ICU with him and his respiratory status was declining. And it was very scary when you're watching your child in that situation, really struggling to breathe. He was actually lethargic. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's heartbreaking. You would do absolutely anything to reverse that and, and just make it better for them. I don't wish that upon any parent. Um, he did have about a week stay in the hospital. He had RSV along with um, a couple of other viruses and a bacterial uh, sinus infection. So all of those things together kind of just completely broke him down um, in his little three-year-old body. So after that, um, we knew we had to start taking things really, really seriously and not just from a medical standpoint, but what could we do in our lifestyles to make this better for him and to just continue to help him in any way that we possibly can. So that's when we started to work on things, not only from the medical side, but what could we do holistically and lifestyle wise to give him the best health that we possibly could. Um, 
So with that being said, um, obviously, you know, a lot of the testing goes into that. So that's blood work. That's the full workups on his end and everything too. So the poor guy has been through a lot and I will admit going into all of this, I was kind of resistant to essential oils and different things like that because I was like, well, you know, from the medical side, I'm like, he's going to breathe all that in that can make him worse. Like there, you know, I was just thinking all of these things and I actually went back and forth in arguments with one of my best friends about all of this. And she laughs now because I use it all. So, um, <laughs> so with that being said, I did have to start kind of not only medically researching things, but you know, what can we do as an adjunct? And I do think as a nurse practitioner, I, I do my best to straddle that line and also be respectful of what people value and what has been helpful for them. We have to be willing to embrace that. Right. So for us, that's meant getting rid of all the carpet in our house. So we went through and in phases, again, financially, we weren't able to just get rid of it all at once. So we've taken baby steps and worked on that over a year's time. And now we're completely carpet free. So we... Let's hold up. Talk to us. I mean, you, you know, you, I know, you know, the reason why you wanted to get rid of the carpet, but talk to us about why, you know, why was it important? Because, you know, carpet harbors a lot of different things that can be detrimental to your health. So even dust, even just that minimal thing with a child with asthma, you want to be really careful with that. And I'm sure you can speak to more of, of, you know, what else goes into that, but it's synthetic. There's things in there that it might not be benefiting him to have to kind of work on getting rid of that. Anything we can do to minimize. Absolutely. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. So, um, that was one thing. And then also too, we, we have incorporated essential oils. I really like to use them. I'll put them on his feet. I do use them in the shower for him. I'm a big fan of putting him in a steamy shower, using drops in there to help, um, with breathing and just to, it helps him feel better. So those are things that are helpful. Um, I do infuse as well. I love to do the immune essential oils. I use respiratory blends. Those are our staples because that's what we're working with. Um, so those are things that we've incorporated to, um, as well as probiotics. He does vitamin D supplements. Um, so we're, we're working with all of that too, to kind of, um, keep his immune system as high as we can. I like elderberry. I think that's one also to keep on board. Um, And then, you know, along with those things too, continuing to follow up medically, we have to also be aware that there are some things that he does need medically, but I will tell you that he's gone from being on, um, and this isn't going to be something that people are going to like, but I had to do this medically for him. Um, He was on an antibiotic consistently for a year. So it was at a very low dose. And it was really between that and us having to do IgG infusions. So we were knocking on that door with our son. If that gives you perspective into the severity of what we were dealing with. Um, I definitely did not want to go the infusion route. That was like the thing that I wanted to avoid so much. Um, I don't regret doing the azithromycin at the low doses for the year that we did it. I do believe medically that it was important for him because without it, I think we would have been in way worse shape. Now, through different changes, through lifestyle changes, through continuing to work on building his immune function, and also through his him aging some too, we are off of all of that. He is on one medication. He's on Singular because that does kind of help minimize his asthma exacerbations. But we went from being on 
inhalers and antibiotic and all of the things to now we're on just one and he is much better maintained in the state that he's in at this point. That's wonderful. You know, you talk about infusions and um, we can talk off air more about this, but um, my brother um, had an auto or an immune deficiency disorder that he was born with. And so he was missing the IgG portion of his immune system and had to receive gamma globulin treatments once a month. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, uh, any virus that attacked his body, he just had nothing to fight it. And it went immediately to pneumonia. So I know very well with what you are discussing um, and lived my life with that for- Wow, yeah. Yeah. Wow, wow. It's um, so I, I understand the infusion part of it, and but you know he had to because he it wasn't it didn't even exist in his body, so we had to give it to him. But he was in his, um, I want to say, uh, gosh, he was in his mid twenties when we, they even identified what it was that was wrong with him. Yeah, you know, so he lived all those years with just. Sick, 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 just sick. constantly sick. Yeah. And that's, you know, what we were going through with Jude and it's, it, that's exhausting as a parent, especially as a working mom, like he was Ugh. sick for the first four years of his life. And like I said, I mean, it involved hospital stays and that's a full week off of work for me. And then I would have no vacation days because I spent them at the hospital. So it's, it can be really exhausting. So, you know, anyone out there that might be dealing with a child like this or family member like this, me, like we see you and it's, it's not an easy process. It's definitely difficult, but there's, there's light there. I want people to know that. Yeah, there absolutely is. And, um, um, so talk to me, did you guys take a look at with the asthma specifically, did you guys start, start taking a look at fragrances and synthetic fragrances? Cause I know you mentioned, well, do we really want to use essential oils? Because that could trigger, you know, things. Mm-hmm. So did you, So we keep that at a minimum. Um, And I do that as well um, at work. And as an NP, I don't wear any perfumes or that sort of thing. If I do, I might do it um, when my husband and I are going to be leaving the house and I wait. So we don't really expose him to that. We're kind of careful with that as well. Okay. Did you guys look at things like... um um, in like your laundry soap, you know, cause there's a lot of fragrances in laundry soap and the cleaning supplies and, you know, those type of things too. Did you have to, you know, go through and try, you know, look at that type of stuff? We did. And I think that that's important to take a look at as well. If you're able to minimize that and you're able to find a product that is affordable for you and is as natural as possible, that's really important. So we did revamp all of our cleaning products, um, our laundry detergents as well for him. Awesome. And I think it makes such a huge difference because I think I've seen studies out there now where they're deeming um, fragrance as the new secondhand smoke, um, really mm-hmm. causing a lot of breathing issues for a lot of people. And just, I mean, it, it, it boggles my mind that we're just correlating the two. Right. Yeah. And I do think um, it's something to pay really close attention to. If you're somebody who suffers from allergies or asthma, those are all things that you need to be taking into consideration. And hopefully your allergist is talking to you about things like that. Um, I think ours does a really good job and she did incorporate those things. But again, um, holistic and clean approaches aren't always married quite as well as what they could be um, in in the medical setting. So I think it's important that um, we're aware of those things and do do our own research as far as those things go. Uh, A mama's gut 
There's nothing stronger than a mama's gut, right? It's true. It's definitely true. Yeah. You know, I mean, you have to trust that, you know, you know, you know, your own body, but as a mom, you know, if we're tasked with the job of protecting and taking care of these, you know, little souls that God has given us. So what a job. <laughs> yes. And really anything you can do when, when you want the best for your kid, you start really digging deep on those things and, and you want to be smart about it. You want to have all of your research. And I definitely think it's important that you want all of the medical side, but you also want all of the other sides too. You want to be able to make informed decisions and no matter what you have to do, what's right for you and for your family and always ask questions. You have to advocate for yourself and for your son or your daughter or whoever it is, your parent, your family member, always be their advocate and don't be afraid to ask questions. Absolutely. And I I think, Christy, it's it's such a delight being able to hear, you know, both sides of this, because while I advocate a more holistic approach to life, I'm also not opposed to medical treatment. You know, it, it, you know, if you break a bone, you've got to go to the doctor, you know, (laughs) right. You can't just not, you know, so, uh, you know, I, I obviously want to see what my body can do naturally, but I'm also thinking, you know, and, and so many people out there and so many listeners think you have to do one or the other. So, you know, what a blessing to listen to you and, and share with us from the medical perspective and your area of expertise, and then how you took it personally into your own story with your son, um, and asking those questions, because I think so many of us, when we get around a doctor or a physician, you know, we think, well, they, they know what they're doing. And so we, we can't question them. We can't ask, you know, things. And um, what would you say in those, you know, scenarios for those people? Yeah, I know it's really hard. And to be honest, I've been on the other side of that too, as a patient, which is why when I'm with my patients, I want to be as open as possible because we're going to learn more about you if we're open. So we want to create an environment where you're comfortable asking questions, where you can come to us with your concerns. And we also, I think it's important as a provider to be open-minded. Granted that we are going to practice evidence-based medicine if you're seeing a traditional Mm -hmm. provider, which, you know, I fall into that category, but I do think it's really important that we embrace alternatives as well and be open to that with our patients. And you, you know, there are certain situations like you're saying, I mean, if there's a kid that's in the middle of an asthma exacerbation, he's not breathing, well, he needs medical treatment. I mean, bottom line, but then when you get him home, are there some things that you can modify? Are there some things that you can do to hopefully minimize that so that we can make it less and we can get them on as little medication as possible? I think those are important things to remember too, because medicine might be necessary in some cases, sure. But I think from the nurse practitioner approach, we like to try to keep it as minimal as possible while keeping the patient safe. So we want to get you off of them if we can. That's always kind of the goal is to, for me, is to keep it as minimal as possible. I love that. So I want to make sure that we get time to also discuss, you've got some exciting things happening in your life, you know, right now. Do you want to talk about what you got? 
Sure, sure. Of course. So um, I know I talked a lot about my son, um, but I have a book coming out and I'm super excited about it. It definitely veers from just, it's not about medicine necessarily. It's about my faith. And I'm super excited to share that with the world and also just kind of let people know, like we've talked about in this discussion too, we're not alone. We're, we're human. We're all experiencing things. We're all going through things. And sometimes opening up about that can bridge the gap and help people to come together and realize that they're not alone in what they're going through. And I want people to know that. I want people to know that even I do talk about my nurse practitioner experiences in it because it's a part of who I am, but I think it's really easy to look at people's lives and think, oh, wow, they've got it all together or that just happened for them. And I'm so excited to share with people that that is not the case. (laughs) So, um, but hopefully people will, will get some things out of it and also reflect on their own situations and realize that we all struggle with things, but there's freedom on the other side. And those things are there to grow us and help us to become the ultimate versions of ourselves that God sees us as. I love that. And what's the title of the book? So the book is called Black Balloons. Uh, subtitle is Pop to Find Freedom. And the gist is that a black balloon is a metaphor for these really difficult and unexpected circumstances that come into our lives. And uh, we all go through them. They're going to look different for everyone. Our process of handling them is going to look different. But I hope that opening up about some of the things that I've faced is going to give people a space to realize that they're not on their own and that they can overcome too, and that they're not limited. Nobody is limited here. We're all on the same playing field and we all have endless potential within us. I love that. And, you know, it's, it's just another opportunity to say me too, right? You know, Mm -hmm. we all want to belong. We all want to say, you know, me too, you know, that relatability, um, being able to feel like you're inclusive and you're, you're part of the same thing. Um, I think as women, sometimes it's so easy to compare, you know, I'm comparing how I'm feeling inside what's, what tapes are playing in my head to what you're showing me from the outside. And that's not necessarily true. And I think your book is really opening that door, that window into the soul of what what's truly going on. And I think more of us women need to be more authentic in that way. I couldn't agree more. I really want to be a cheerleader for other women. I want other women to tell their story. That's one of my biggest hopes is that there's someone out there that will read this and be like, you know, I've always wanted to write this book. I've always wanted to do this thing. And look, she did it. Like she wasn't scared. <laughs> yes, I, but I am, I am scared. I'll just go ahead and know that I've had to face a lot of fears in this, but because I've been able to go bold and do it, I want other women to do that too, because your story needs to be heard. There's somebody out there that's going to benefit from it. Absolutely. And I I believe, you know, there's ripple effects. We all, we have no idea. Um, Just like your story and coming on the podcast, we have no idea the lives that this is going to touch and the ripple effect that's going to come out. Sometimes we get to see a little bit of that and sometimes we don't. Sometimes that comes back to us many, many years, you know, past, um, you know, for that. So what, what a true blessing. I do want to make sure that we end with a couple questions that I have for you. Um, is there anything that you wanted to add that you don't feel like I was able to help walk you through in your story yet, Christy? 
No, I think that we've had a wonderful conversation and I hope that um, people get a little something out of it. And obviously, you know, feel free to reach out if you have questions. I love to interact and I love to um, collaborate with people and learn from people. So if there's something more that comes up, please reach out. And how would they best get a hold of you, Christy? Sure. Um, I'm mostly on Instagram. My Instagram is at Christy Lee Cronin. Um, so I check DMs on there and I love to, um, like I said, interact with people. So feel free. Awesome. And when does your book launch? It should be launching January, 2020. So we're in the final stages with all of that and trying to get it wrapped up and out to the world. Absolutely. And when it does launch, make sure you let me know so we can promote it to our listeners and on our Facebook group pages and, and so forth. I would love to be part of that. So let's Thank get you. into it. I want to talk about um, a couple questions that I like to ask is, is what really gets you riled up? I mean, is there something that happens in life or a feeling or something that you see that just gets you riled up? That gets me like frustrated or like like... Like, or more just passionate? Well, it could, it could like anger you. Like, you know, is there something that you see that you're just like, oh my gosh, you know? I think when people are not kind, I think that that's something that really, really works me up. Um, I think leading with kindness, no matter what the situation is, 100% the way to do life and just showing love and respect to other people. I think that when I don't see that, it turns me off. It gets me really frustrated. It verges on anger. So I think that's the thing. And I don't, you know, I don't always adhere, but it's something that I definitely strive for. Oh, I love that because too many people um, nowadays, it's it's all about you have to think the same way I think, feel the same way I feel. And that's just so not true. I mean, God created each of us to be so unique and so individual and we need to embrace that. Oh my yes. word. Yes. Um, 100% love that. <laughs> yes. How about um, what are you most passionate about? Is there something that really drives you? Um, it, it's what keeps you you up at night, what gets you up in the morning? It's helping people. Anything I can do to be able to help somebody else that is to its core and coming up with different ideas and ways to do that. Not even just in my job as an NP, but branching out, finding ways to serve somebody else. Those are the things that kind of drive me and also to share my faith and be able to, um, help people to see why I've kind of become who I am. I want others to experience the same freedom. So I love that. You know, I always say that um, I don't, I don't, I can't comprehend how people go through life without a faith. You know, that is my rock and my strength. It's my inner peace because we're never promised um, a calm world. You know, we we live in a fallen world. So life is going to happen. But it, when we have a faith, we have somebody that's walking beside us and giving us that strength and that courage. And sometimes it's just that lap to fall into and know that I can't handle it today. But Lord, I know with you, we can You've got me. It's a gift. Yes. Yes. I love that. Christy, thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing. Um, gosh, I can just see your passion of, of serving other people. It, it, it resonates as a mother, as a nurse practitioner, writing your book. You know, truly that is your heart. 
Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for your time. And as you mentioned earlier, getting to meet you in person was definitely a highlight. So I'm so thankful that I have connected with you. I think you're just amazing. So thanks. Awesome. Thank you. That's all for this episode of The Toxin Terminator. And we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.